You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV, Mad Men Edition. Tonight's host is Kevin Undergaro. Joining Kevin will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Trilby Glover, Elizabeth Kiernan, and Phil Svitek. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347 347- 855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Kevin Undergaro! Welcome to After Buzz TV for Mad Men Season 4, Episode 12. I'm Trilby Glover, sitting in for Kevin, who's running a little late. I'm sitting here with my fellow Mad Men and women to break down everything from tonight's episode. In our special segment, we'll discuss how the downsizing of Sterling Cooper Draper Price parallels what many people have been experiencing after the global financial crisis. Plus, we'll get to all your Mad Men news and gossip and hear from other bands too. Elizabeth, take us for a quick stroll down Madison Avenue. Thanks, Trilby. So this week, Sterling Cooper Draper Price has one last chance, one last meeting to save the company with a Philip Morris tobacco account worth $5 million. When the company cancels, Don Draper writes a controversial full-page Times article stating the agency will no longer represent tobacco companies. The other partners are furious. They have serious downsizing ahead of them. Don's girlfriend ends up resigning and now wants the relationship out in the open. There was also a strange visit from Don's old flame, Mitch. Sally learns how to repress her anger and be the perfect daughter. Less fights with mom, less therapy. Betty is actually the one desperate to hang on to the therapy sessions. Thank you, Elizabeth. Okay, let's start with talking about what we came across in this amazing episode. We bumped into Midge again from season one. Many of us might remember her. Do you remember, Phil? Uh, she was, um, even then, she was a little bit crazy, like the party girl. I never I never understood fully why Don was attracted to this girl. Um, you know, he would go over there, him being dressed the way he is, and, you know, she would have other people over um, I call them, quote, artists, yeah. and they'd be doing, you know, all these drugs, and uh, somehow he always looked down upon her, but they had a... Connection. Yeah. It was probably from his past life. Perhaps. Well, I think it was also a lot to do with that she's just so different to Betty. You know, Betty was, when he was married to Betty, she was so perfect and prim and proper and the 50s housewife, and she was on the outskirts of society as that sort of new, uh, you know, boho, trying drugs, I think it's, it's a great point you're making it from, from, to, to build on it. You know, Betty was the um, was the, the model, you know, yeah. the beautiful woman, the the perfect for the wedding photos, and and the the um, bride and groom on the cake, so to speak. But I feel like the other girl, Mitch. Mitch you know, was the artistic side of Don. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Don is an artist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so creative. He is. But what we've seen, what she spiraled into now, three seasons later. Yeah, because I think before it was like she was 
smoking a little bit of dope and yeah she was a little bit out there maybe doing some group swinging I don't know what was going on and now she's like <laughs> now she's living in a hovel with some husband who's wanting to maybe pimp her out it was That's exactly really, what he was trying absolutely. to do absolutely yeah and I was really surprised how that suddenly switched did any of you pick up on the heroin idea as soon as they I... got together or I didn't pick up on the heroin. No. Suddenly, she was like, heroin. It's when she said, uh, uh, the husband. The I mean, for me, I realized it when, uh, you know, he, he takes $10, and she says to Don, um, he's probably going to use it to shoot up. Yeah. You know, then, uh, but uh, did you think but she I didn't was think also she shooting was. up? I didn't yeah. think so either. I, I didn't think so either, no. And then, you know, when she leaks it out, too. Yeah, and I was really shocked by that. And obviously, she what did she describe it as? It was very uh, vivid. She said, it's like... Someone rubbing your tits. Yeah. A hundred drinks of whiskey, right? Yeah. A hundred bottles of whiskey? Wow. It, it was a lot. While someone licks your tits. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, was, I didn't want to interrupt you guys when we were watching the episode. But my question was, did he in any way at all contribute to her demise? I Well, that's one thing I was thinking. It's like he's seeing this broken woman. When he first sees her in the foyer, I think he was really happy to see yes. her. Oh, yes, yeah. he was smiling. He was and so... I think he was like, wow, I didn't tell you I'm now divorced. And I was thinking, what's his... What's his thoughts on her but I think he likes her a lot and she was like I'm the boho artist I've got all my artwork I want to show it to you I'm really excited and then next minute she's like give me some smack you know it was really and she's not married and she's no she she's said I'm married yeah. and it was like the balloon was starting to deflate and she's like no 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 big deal it's, it's still not come like over. that she's yeah. saying it was just for money well, how did he get right? Just some for bread, you know, like money, you know. Yeah. Um, but he didn't really have any money. He... I know, unless it was a green card situation. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit weird. Did, well, I think the two of them needed to get together just because she needed a partner in crime. Yeah. Basically. But did Don? Whatever happened between her and Don, season one, did any of that? Do you guys feel did that contribute to her I think demise? So. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, that's. I think. Part of the show, thematically, is that you see the effects of um, Don's action upon all these uh, people. So you see it in the company, and you see it especially with the women, what he did with Betty. And that, he and, destroys them. Yeah, it's like that's a Scorpio. what he does. So that's yeah. why she came back, to show <laughs> how much. Bye. Yeah, well, I mean, they say that in the horoscope, the Scorpio men leave a trail of destructed women. Hey, I'm a Scorpio. Come <laughs> okay, on look. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm wow. breaking down as they I told you. That was a heartbreaker. We can all tell. I'm yeah. I think she did kind of love him, but also she was more into the free love. Like, she's really at the brink of the 70s. And but, but Phil, you do feel it. like he contributed because I was trying to figure out, did he contribute to this? And when he was looking at her, was he... Was he saying this to himself? I feel and, guilty. And was that a guilt guilty? check? I don't know. Was that a guilt check he was writing her? Or I was think it so. a I mean, Don that's just good, good I mean, Don? If we're going to go off uh, Don being a Scorpio and me being a Scorpio, you very much <laughs> see the effects that you have on people. And and very much, uh, you know, I feel like Don always looked down upon her. And she she knew that, that she was felt sort of lowly. And so he was kind of curious. You, you, you're always... Uh, as a Scorpio, sort of curious about other people, and you sort of you treat them not as um, you know emotionally attached to you. You try to keep them at a distance. They have to earn your trust, and so um, you know she's earned his trust, and so he wants to know 
what what he basically did to her because you know we as a Scorpio you know that you have a weird effect on people. Well, I I need to be caught up a little bit because I didn't see from season one. So she says that he hasn't changed, and she knew that she could go to him for money, and he gave her money, even though is that what she meant high. though? So that you haven't changed because you'll give me money, or is it? Well, you I want to know changed. if he did that in season one. If he started giving her money, I don't remember her. No, I don't remember him giving her money. I mean, and I don't remember he didn't really dump her or anything. He just stopped seeing her. It wasn't a big love affair. It was always more like casual. Well, didn't she move? I think. That was uh, that was how it sort of ended, but yeah, but it wasn't a big breakup, or she wasn't like, oh, I have you left me or anything. He so, was he was a married man, yeah, and having an affair with her, yeah. and did that. She didn't like that. Did that corrupt her soul, so to speak, or her she view was, of man, or view, her view of her view of human attached. beings? No, but maybe. she was always a bit like that. I think that that character is really in the series to show that other side of those times, you know, because we're always seeing the slick advertising world but all of that right we talked about this la- we talked about that last week where yeah. you know i like peggy yes t- somewhat takes us into that side of the 60s yeah. and this bohemian artist also takes us into that side the darker side you know so so much of the 60s is romanticized with 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 woodstock and with you know the fact that the kids did rebel, where today you know we just get sedated with video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of good things, but there is also a lot of those kids and people who they just really like to get high. Yeah, it was yeah. really also, an excuse to go get high. And so with these guys, you know, you're seeing that the 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 um, the darker side. Yeah, I think we just see another facet of Don's personality as well because he lives in the village. And Did you see his face? He was horrified when he walked into that apartment, too. Yeah, because yeah. it was just He was hobble. spooked, yes. He and was... the guy was like, oh, I don't have any money in my wallet. Oh, I, damn. No, I, I, that whole thing, I really wanted him to just leave. Yeah, I, I kept that thinking. He gave her money. But, but yeah. did he give her money because it was just him? Because we know there's a part of him that is a good guy. He doesn't want to be the, the bad guy that he is. You know, I think it's a bit or is he, he can't guilty? fully emotionally engage with people. It reminds me of the moment when he paid off his brother, when his brother came looking for him in season one and wanted to be right. friends with him. And he was like, you know, let me give you a check for $1,000 and that's go away. Yeah, and he sort of does that in his life a lot. Like, it's even with Betty, you know, she he exposed himself to her and then he couldn't really go into it anymore. And, you know, he just, he gets to a certain point with intimacy and then he backs away and writes a check and it's like, okay, it's fine. What, what about the, what did you guys think of the painting? Like the symbolism of it? Like what, what did it all mean to you guys? The fact it was number four, like... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know what that meant. And there was that moment where he was about to throw it out, and then he suddenly became entranced with it. And I was wondering what he was seeing in it. Did anyone well, see anything it, in it? Was well, it because it's season four, and that's just? The I think that's a little. I think that was a little too on the nose, maybe. maybe. But, or maybe is it? If you, I don't know. This is is it the fourth woman in his life? If you if you think of the doctor and you think of the secretary, mm. maybe think of uh, Peggy. Yeah. Or Betty, maybe is it like I don't know. Yeah, I do you think? I don't. I don't, I don't know. I was hoping I you think, guys knew when I saw. No, it. I, maybe it is on the nose for season four, but I think that you know that painting when he looked at it again and hearing her words of "I'm so glad to see you haven't changed," and seeing his life spiral and this company that he's now a partner in is just folding inside of him. So he looked at that, and that's why he wrote the letter. 
He went and, to throw it away, or yeah. so you thought, and then we cut back to the living room where he's there staring at the painting. To make a change, right? And take a shift. All right. Yeah. Something that no one would suspect. So to piggy off that, to be piggy back off that, and to sort of defend my position of the fourth season. So for four seasons, he hasn't changed. And so now, you know, in, and, and getting towards the end of the fourth season, he's about to change. Good so. call. Yeah, no. that's a very, very good Very yeah. astute. Very good call. Yeah, so. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's, that sounds right so, because he hasn't. And, so he sees and where has his, it gotten him? He sees his painting. It was, do you, I mean, besides it being abstract art, it, it didn't look like it was very good. It's kind but, of uh, Picasso. It, oh, I love that moment when she said, do you think it's good? And he said, does it really matter? Does it matter? That was horrible. Well, because I mean, it was like, that's not why I'm buying the painting. I kind of want you to leave me alone. Yeah. But that's also so Don Draper, where yeah. he, when he talks to Peggy, he just cuts right to the chase. Does it <laughs> so matter? Mean. You're yeah. no, Well, I think, but it's also, well, you're honest. a junkie. Yeah. Does it matter? You're just going to kill yourself with this. The thing I thought about it that was interesting as well was because when he was having an affair with her, she was like part of that, you know, party world that he didn't really know. And it was his chance to get to know that world through her. And I think he really enjoyed it. I think he really enjoyed having a little token of the spliff or whatever. And now he's seeing what that really means, what the reality of that world mm-hmm. is. Like if you don't fight for something. No consequences. Like, yeah. <laughs> That there are repercussions mm-hmm. for those actions, and that you know how awful that. And there really are, is. and you know most historians call the '70s, which I um, I think is a re- really cool way of describing it as well. Is most most historians refer to the '70s as just our country's hangover. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just a hangover from the '60s. It was the after effect of that. Yeah. Of what you were those teenagers there. now becoming real adults. And having done all those drugs in their youth and, and just coming mess. back from the war, totally damaged mm-hmm. and effed up. Yeah, I really, I thought it was great that she came back because it was something we really didn't expect, but it was a bit of that broken dream. I think Phil's right. I think it dream. was to remind us that, okay, we've gone four seasons and, Don, what have you done? Yes, mm. you've, you've been financially successful, creatively successful, but we've always seen that. But emotionally, it's been the same thing. Just womanizing and drinking and yeah. alienating no yourself. Being right. a businessman, a bit of a wheeler dealer. And right. that's why it was so interesting for him, as you said, to take that change from that painting and say, I'm going to make a stand. And he sort of did something really, uh, took a big action to make a change in his life and in the company's life, which brings us on to Sterling Cooper Draper Price and what was going on with the huge downfall of the company. It's, it's very scary. Yeah, where do you even begin? Yeah. yeah. So desperate. And he even said, they can smell the desperation on us. That's why no one wants us. Before he wrote that letter. Yes. But Peggy said, his little muse, said to him, we have to do something. Yeah, change the conversation. And he's like, uh, and, and I think... That's what, very good. Yeah, Elizabeth, he, she said, she change, said change the, the conversation. conversation. So he sees the painting. He writes this letter against tobacco. And then Peggy says they're not talking about Lucky Strike anymore, which is so it's right. And he smi- so what I, that smile he gives Peggy the, in the follow-up after the after uh, printing the article, um, that smile he gives to Peggy was pretty much him saying, "Yeah, I listened the to impetus, you." The impetus, yeah, and did, from you. I listened to you, and 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 I and uh, I got what you were saying, and and it's almost like he. He he was looking a little bit for her approval too. He was. That's mm-hmm. what I really liked. It's like, are yeah. you proud of me? Right. Yeah. And I and love she was. that moment. I love that she moment. Was. 
Yeah. And she's hysterical. Oh, she's so great. Because at the beginning of the episode, I was so worried when he was taking that first meeting with the Heinz guy. And uh, and and he was just so desperate. He was willing right. to offer anything. He was doing things that he wouldn't have done. He was like, no, beans are serious. Yeah, and it was really <laughs> funny. But it was humorous because the guy was like, there's a time for beans, there's a time for ketchup, and we're hoping it's a time for beans. And it was like a metaphor for life, but I didn't really understand Well, it. and did, I pointed out to you guys the, the next scene is the mom is serving oh, Frank's, Frank's, which Frank's. generally is Frank and beans, but there's no beans on the plate. Yeah. It's just the Frank's. So obviously Heinz has really I couldn't really see the plates beans. enough. Like, so the plates were just empty, just a hot dog on it. That's all of them. Yeah, lame. No beans. Betty sucks. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, she does. She's a mean mom. But uh, you know, he he was really he was willing. As the guy said, you you'd take a date. I'd take a date with your mother, or you'd offer me a date with your mother yeah, right, right now. And and I was going, oh my god, he's gonna fall apart. Because so obviously, when that guy went back to the office, that's what he told everyone. Yeah. Like, oh, they are so desperate. They're going under. Did you did you notice a couple of things? You know, I wrote down the quote from Mr. Cooper. He said, "We need to listen more than speak." Like was, a good girlfriend. Right, and it was right after um, Sterling opened his mouth in the meeting. Mm. And said uh, something that really offered their their weakness. In yes. a sense. it was like, can we not? Can we do it on discount or so, it was something? Well, because he hasn't really proven his worth no. lately. So, I mean, that was. I I think that the main thing. I didn't know what they could do to make it better, and I think he did exactly the right thing. Although, who's he? Don. Don't By do. writing the letter. It was, it was like something, you need something radical. Like yeah. That's what they needed. Because Peggy was saying to change the name, like to be that radical. Right. Yeah. Like we can't do that. But writing the letter was great. And I loved the conversation, the phone call from Robert Kennedy, because I was thinking, God, this actor who they got to play Robert that's Kennedy. Yeah, why? Harold, and is it why the classic parody? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I was like, but maybe they really think that that's how he sounded. That's so I'm all like, I kept thinking. I was like, I'm so sick of the era, era, era. I was yeah. horrified by that accent. And then yeah. it was so good that it was, of course, a joke. His nemesis. Yeah. And everyone was just laughing at the company. And I feel like we all want that company to succeed so much because everyone's put themselves on the line, including Pete Campbell, who's. You know. Yeah, let's talk about Pete Campbell's wife. Yeah, true. Now, remember like, the pressure uh-uh. on him because the father-in-law, he's got a giant gig. He could mm. totally turn his back on this company and be fine. And then he goes home and the wife's like, no, no, no. He needs a back- Our baby needs a backyard to play and we need a house. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the money. Yeah, because he does have – he's almost given up the most because everyone else was in a higher position. When yeah, he's, bringing, he's brought the most at this point yeah. to the plate because all the father-in-law companies he brought, though. It's all yeah. – right and now, all their business is through that, the father-in-law. Yeah, last week or two weeks ago, he said in the elevator, I don't have to carry your shit, you know, to Don. And it was this week, it felt like, God, he really is still – Expected. Everyone expects so much. Yeah, Trudy said you've given too much to that company already, which is true. Yeah. You don't right. take. Uh, what is it? You don't invest in the Titanic or something. Oh, yeah, she stayed room at the yeah, Titanic. Yeah, stayed room in the Titanic. But now. And don't you dare call my father. Oh yeah, she <laughs> really, she her. drew the line. Just yeah. Yeah, classic, mm-hmm. like bratty housewife. But what? But what did you guys think of Don paying? Paying his uh, his bill for him. He owed it to him. He did. He certainly did. But what are your thoughts? I thought it was a classy move. It just he's made me love Don again all the time. I love him. But then again, look, he's just paying things off. Yes, but it, I mean, I felt it was a little bit different. It wasn't um, yeah, it that wasn't he was paying off 
to get rid of someone. It was more of, you know, hey, buddy, I owed you this one. Right. And this he wasn't the least yeah. I can do. It was without recognition. Yeah. You know, that guy slipped. Price slipped. So it, was, it really was a genuine act. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that I, I wanted to believe that, and and, and no, Phil great. says that I do believe it. Yeah, and Pete, <laughs> of course. And I mean, Don, you know, Don stuck uh, stuck up for uh, Pete in, in uh, I think two episodes prior when they had that meeting. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and um, remember, um, Pete had to deliver the news about losing an account, and uh, Don stood up and said, "Hey, it's not his fault." Yeah, but he took the fall for it when it wasn't yeah. his fault. Yeah. So he did really owe him, and Pete has always admired Don, so. It's really nice to see him getting taken care of. Right. You know, he was always hard on on Don, on Peggy and um, it, I'm sorry, yeah. Pete. He was yeah. always hard on Pete and Peggy. Don was, and and it's like because he's his potential. Sometimes you go hardest on the ones you you that care you really most like. Of. Yeah, and the ones who know can take it. But at the end of the episode, we saw you know that they've got this offer to do the anti-smoking campaign, which... Has no money in it. It's a public no service announcement. Yeah, but they they get to show the new work. But there's yeah. a ray of hope. There's a ray of hope. But what, what are we thinking? With, with, well... Are they going to make it through? I mean, everyone's like, I'll join, I'll give you my account in six months. I'll but. save I'll save my response for the predictions portion. Oh, yes. But, okay. but I think... I don't know. I don't know if this... Well, again, it gets into predictions, but it... it is this the end of the company? I think it's a whole other no, question. No, I don't think it is. But you know, watching all these guys' reactions during during this, like as everything comes apart, is interesting with Lane. What do you guys think of him? Because he had to come. He said he just moved his whole family back, so obviously he's in <laughs> the relationship pressure. with Bunny, whatever right. her name yeah. was. He's obviously. You know, he took the smack upside the head from his father. Yes, he went back, got mm-hmm. his English wife and son, and brought them back to New York, only to discover his whole company is falling apart, and they all have to put in fifty grand. A hundred, a hundred. Pete was the only one that was fifty. All but the was, partners were a hundred. But was he also? Was Lane also acknowledging? Did I see it right that he was also acknowledging that Don, what Don did, was a smart move? Yeah, I felt it, like right the only the person who was really on his side was Sterling. Did, what did you think? Sterling I mean, what? of the company, when they asked around, Sterling was like, well, at least I'm not the bad guy anymore, but I think that was his way. Yeah, I, I think I think that was, I I think think that was his same. way of saying He's like, yes, now it's not on me anymore. <laughs> I don't think anyone wanted to say that they fully supported it because everyone thought it was so crazy, but I think inside, maybe people were like, maybe this is a good thing, but I don't think anyone well, talked what, to it. Phil, what did he say to Lane? His Lane was the last one in his office. Didn't he say something like, at least you know it was... Uh, um, I don't remember the line specifically, but I do rec. Um, what it was for me at that moment, it was just the uh, the gestures, all the eyes. You know, um, one look, Don looking at Lane, and then Lane looking back at him, and you could tell that Lane was like, you know, I, I may not agree with it, I may not like it, but at least you're doing something, and you know, it was a bold move, and I don't know. I mean, but then he still said, I did just move my family here, so that doesn't mean that he was happy, but. No, I didn't think he was happy. I think no. they all thought it was a crazy so idea. So, what do you, okay, now, is this more of the underlying? Oh, the firing. I'm going to bring, bring something up um, before you get to that. The fact that is, when Don's interrogated by the other owners the morning after the the anti-tobacco article is printed or published, he's smoking. 
Yeah, I, I thought that, that was really Is that just great. comedy, or is that does that speak to his hypocrisy, well, his duality? I think as Megan came up to him, his secretary, and said, I, I really admired that. what you did and that you stand for something. And he was like, that's not really what it was about. Because he obviously, it's not like he really cares about cancer. And or she said, no, right. That that had really so wait, okay, so, yet, so wait, now, Phil. He was saying, it's, I'm doing it as a tactic, that is so why the tactic. I did it. She not said, right. right. And he she didn't... said she understood that as well, but she also liked that he okay. did something. Okay, but what happened to, let's back up, what happened to staring at the painting and him saying, I'm going to change my life? And, which I didn't, you know, I should have mentioned earlier, is do you notice right after staring at the, the painting or right, writing the articles, writing the article, he's in the pool swimming. So every time yeah. he goes back to the pool, I see it as it's away from alcohol and tobacco and womanizing. It's him Washington trying to – And maybe, and also, yeah, and also trying true. to change. I mean, on, the, on the, um, the, the external, it's just him trying to change, get in shape, be healthier. And internally, yes, it's probably the washing the hands cleansing or it's mm. probably something more symbolic. So my question is, is, was this a, a change of heart, or was it just strategy? Was I it like it really let's start was being more strategy? I just I didn't think it was when he looked in the painting that he was like, right, I'm really going to change my whole life. I think he was like, right, I've got to take an action and make a change. Why did seeing the painting make him take action? I think it was a different tactic that he would have. But that why Don did the Draper painting never? Well, yeah, because like she teased him. You know, when Mitch saw him in the, in the lobby, she said, "What's it called, Draper, Draper, Draper?" You know, which I thought was funny because it's like it's all about him, you, and right? His life, and you know, she says you haven't changed, and 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 everyone accuses him of that again when he does it. They're like, "Oh, it's okay for you. You put your name in the paper." But then there were the, you know, they said you didn't put any of our names in it. But yeah, then it was then like they, they were pissed off and happy. Yeah, both. Yeah, I know what you mean. But Phil, so, when he looked at, when he looked at the painting, was that let's do something better with our lives and let's build something, or was did the painting somehow inspire him to say, I have a better tactic? Yeah, I think I, he, think, I think he had a better tactic. I mean, it's, it's, okay, but why then? What what about the painting inspired him to 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 have a better tactic? That's what I want you guys to tell me. Just do something super ballsy that like this girl. Yeah, I mean, like, he, well, why did that. did she do anything ballsy? She made a painting and she's I mean, on she heroin. Also, but, but she it's heroin. because she stood for nothing. Yeah. And he wanted to stand for something. Oh, yeah. I don't That's think it was that she stood for nothing because she was a starving artist. That takes guts. Even though she went down the route of drugs and stuff like that, like she doesn't have a job, she doesn't answer to anyone. She just tries to sell paintings. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, was it just a symbol of wasted talent? I mean, maybe. See, see, I mean, there's a quote. It I, just can't be both ways. It's like either, or maybe a little bit. A little bit is a, a change of heart. Yes, no. I mean, Don would love to change. I think Don's been trying to change for four seasons. I think, and there's a quote. I forget who says it, but. Um, it's that the artist uh, lies to himself, the liar only to others, and I think Don's great at lying. Say again, so you said that fast. I didn't hear. The the artist lies to himself, the liar only to others, and I think Don is great at it. He he lies to himself, and and for four seasons he thinks he's changed, but he he just never has. Okay, so he sees the painting and, and wants what, to change because he sees that this girl's life's gone out of control. He maybe had something to do with it. All the women around him, as we said, have become soiled, corrupted, and, and so he says, "I want to change." So that, so the article is is what he a what, step toward changing. Yeah. Yes? But but in the end, it's not going to equal 
change. It's him lying to himself that he is changing. When, when, it, when, when in essence, it's, it's really a tactic yeah. to improve the business. Yes. Yeah. I mean, or save goes, the business. Okay. It goes back right. to season one. It's a performance one. in itself, really. Yeah. I mean, remember in season one, he had when he pitched the uh, the carousel to Kodak, it was one of the most moving speeches ever with uh, the projection slides of his family. And you thought, okay, Don is going to become the family man that you know he's realized he should be. And it just never turned out it's that way. It's him dodging the bullet with uh, the military background check. And the minute he dodges the bullet, he just, you see, they rack focus to the hot secretary. Yeah. And he's ready to go back to womanizing. So They also don't want us to know if he really has changed yet. You know, they're going to leave us on a cliffhanger. But he's smoking the cigarette as he's saying it. Yeah. Right, because he's still addicted, you, you know? Yeah. But it also But again, like, that's on the surface. But, but I think there's more. There's yeah. more to that. Yeah. But it's still is that whiner. They're smarter than that. I didn't dump and, him. He dumped me. And yeah. Remember, I like that. I right. always find, and this is my prejudice, maybe, but I always find when direct when actors from the show direct, they go the extra mile. And we know, well, you know, I'm sure you you probably have it in your news somewhere. But Slattery, uh, John Slattery, directed this episode, and I have found. Going back to my knowledge of TV, my Hawaii Five O when Jack Lord would direct episodes, they always had even more detail because the actors so and but don't you agree that actors so want to they yeah. would they would and work very so much harder character. right the little details yeah. when they direct character. when yeah. they direct it's so much more involved They're talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman they say it's 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 difficult with him because yeah. it's it's a it's he's a whole different person. It's so interesting with TV that each episode is usually a different director, so they don't understand the characters fully. They kind of get brought in, and they're like, "These, you know, did you know the show? Here's a couple scripts. Here's a couple episodes. Try yeah. and get the tone." When Maria Menounos, when Maria did One Tree Hill, and we were down there, um, that's what it was like, and it was very frustrating for the, the regulars because every week it was a different director, and because at that, you know, they were a cable show and they didn't have as much money, they weren't getting the cream of the crop. So they would be getting newbies or like veterans who were kind of past their prime, and it was it was very frustrating, you know. And I I can't even imagine that because as a as a film director, you're so connected to the characters, you're so connected to the actors, and you're on this journey together. You have your beginning, your middle, your end. Mm-hmm. But imagine going on the journey with all these different. I'm- People coming but you in. notice they do bring back quite a few of the same directors. Phil Abraham, who I worked with and directed me on Crash, the no, Stars television show, he's directed a whole bunch throughout the four seasons. Of Mad Men. Of Mad Men, yeah. And he's really involved with the show. Um, you know, he, started, he was there in the very beginning doing some cinematography, and then he's been Did directed. you talk to him about it at all? Well, I saw him at the um, BAFTA Emmy party last year and we talked about the show and I just said I think it's amazing and he's really passionate about it and you know as you would be if you were on the show of course show how, I mean I, I know you're probably at a party and there's whatever yeah. you couldn't talk too much I, I'd love to know how deeply involved you know a lot of times with TV just to educate you know whatever some of our listeners with TV the showrunner be it Matthew Wine or whoever the executive producer is generally has a bigger hand in, in directing you know, in the whole vision, and they're really working with the actors on online reads and things like that. But you know, on these one camera ones or these these, these dramas, it's a little you know, it it's, a director has to be more involved. I mean, I know Elizabeth, yeah. you're working on Human Target. Yeah, unfortunately, they shoot in Vancouver, so my boss, the showrunner, is in the writer's office trying to. Oh, so he's not there. Oh, oh boy. Imagine wow. getting dailies, and a director didn't get any emotional beats. 
of the scenes that oh you wrote goodness. that were all emotional. No. Oh, and you I can't you up. can't you can't cut what what are you supposed to do? Like he doesn't have the close up on the person saying this emotional line. It's like what? Why oh, are you looking goodness. at the other no, guy? No, what, the, what are you the, doing? that's One Tree Hill. That just reminds you know? me of what oh they were experiencing so really down there. And someone who's directed a few difficult. episodes but they just can't understand the emotion behind it and all they want to shoot is the action and So John you know. Slattery who knows the show that's inside right. now. And has probably the actor's chip on his shoulder where he wants to go the extra mile. And, and he's going to get the best performance. Oh, okay. Not every director is an Definitely. actor's director. Yeah. And that is so frustrating. When I see some of the dailies and I'm like, that line, I didn't believe that line. She didn't mean it. Why didn't, why didn't they let that happen? Why didn't they say, no, 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 come from this place. Come from real place. Like They just were like, okay, yeah. That's fine. Oh, oh yeah. make me sick. I, so, I like that. I mean, I've heard that Matt Weiner is incredibly involved in the I show at all so times, sure. and he has all the last decisions on everything, and he doesn't let the network or anyone boss him around. No, nor his should they. And his show, and he's so strong on that that that's why the show is so good. Which is why we love cable shows because they're more apt to give the showrunner the Larry Davids, the yeah. Matthew Weiners, mm-hmm. the Vince Gilligans. They just get out of their way and let them do their job. Yeah. You know, they don't have the – they just don't – they also don't have the manpower in suits to, to watch them, with, but it ends up being a great thing because, you know, this is what we get. We get one man's vision. I, I can tell he's he's on it because it's too consistent. But when I was talking about John, when I see him smoking during this, to me it seems like more of the same Don, like yeah. trying to change – but, you know, going in the pool to swim, trying to change, but at the end of the day. It yeah. always feels like three steps forward, one step back. So yes. Let's, let's move on now to talking a little bit about Betty and Sally, because that was quite a big point for the Other episode. women that Don has. Yeah. <laughs> Trash children. Well, yeah, I mean, the the, the secretary and, and the doctor, which we should all bring up during predictions. Yes. Uh, you know, because we kind of glossed over what's going on there. I had lots of questions uh, for you girls. I have some about the doctor as well, but... Uh, yeah, Betty. You want you want all right. So let's so talking about Sally and Betty, we see the little chuffy, creepy fat kid oh. in the neighborhood who's who's very introspective. And we're sort of in love with Betty Draper. So is he, is now he move on poor? to her daughter. Is that No, I don't know if he's poor, so I know the family's oh. divorced and Yeah, that's the main thing. He comes from a troubled home. Betty originally it's interesting because his mother home. was a single mother who was divorced and when Betty met her that was big like, Oh my god, you're divorced? That's amazing, and right. ooh, you're single and you go on dates. Oh my God, what kind of woman are you? And it's interesting that now she has been divorced, right? But she's remarried, so of it's course. different for her. And I think she did always look down on them a little bit, that family and that child. So I think it was really harsh when she er, said. And this that. is the same boy that hit on her. Betty hit, hit on Betty. He made a move on Betty. Yeah, I mean, he still has. I I wonder if he still has that lock of hair of hers yeah. for his little voodoo doll. Creeping. It was very weird. So then he's moved on to her daughter, and he and Sally seem to be really good friends. They are. They, it's like all Sally really has. Yeah. And she's losing her lisp almost completely. Oh, it's really exciting. What a great actress. Oh, she's incredible. I mean, he's good too. Yeah. But I kind of feel like he's that's probably who he is. Mm-hmm. Sally's but I feel like Sally is really what's so a interesting great actress. the storyline that they wrote for her, she's learning how to repress her feelings like to get along mother. yeah, like her mother, so she can get along with her. Even though she knows she's angry, she knows what she wants to say, but she won't say it. No, I you guys I don't think like the mother. I think like I think like she learned how to be like the dad. The mother the mother's being kept behind. No, no, no. 
you know, the mother's like, I want to talk to the child. It's like, you know, why can't I, I talk think, to I you? I think it was so great in that moment because I always think Betty is a bit like a child. I mean, she married John, and she then is. when she says, well, you can talk to me, but... You know, we need to send you to a, a big person's yeah, uh, doctor. Exactly. But she's like, I, we're going to reduce Sally down a, one once a week, but you need to go talk to somebody. But she's she like, no, no, it. but I'll still meet with you once a month. Right. I think so. And the doctor was like, okay. Yeah, and right. I love that self-delusion that they were looking at there where she can't even admit to herself that she needs this. Like, where little I Sally think. has learned to be like dad, which is to have the two lives. I mean, I still think I'll that put on the front. she knows how to act like the mother to please the mother. Yeah. Just but that's like, part of Dawn, right? Dawn had all these secret lies behind the mother's yeah. back, and he finally got caught. She just got caught. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a no. I think she's a smart little cookie, oh, young cookie. Oh, so smart. Whereas I think that, um, I think Betty is kind of a clown. Do you <laughs> yeah. think she's a terrible mother? I mean, yeah. that's she always want, played yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't want to be a mom. No. She just I has think kids she's for this. I think she's a beautiful woman, and I, I think I, when I, I was stunned when I first saw her, the actress, I felt like, oh, my goodness, this is like seeing Grace Kelly. Mm. And um, I think, yeah, she's just comp- like a lot of uh, pretty girls who's had who's been overstimulated and, and had everybody kiss her behind her whole life. And um, and this is where this is how it ends up. She was prom- promised the perfect life. Right. And so when she didn't have that, it was. Because there's no such thing as the perfect life, mm-hmm. and we're all going to get old, and we're all going to lose our looks. And as as she progresses, she will too, and she'll just go into madness. And if you, if we all just want to take a field trip to probably half the houses in Beverly Hills, <laughs> you know, we'll see yeah. plenty of of women like her today. And so, in her struggle, like, what do you guys think? Is she really going to fall apart? I mean, that, they played on that the whole yeah. four seasons. Yeah, oh, I Betty's think it's always more, on the verge. Yeah, drinking and pills and. Does uh, she abuse the kids? No. She neglects them. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she. I mean, she's trying to, in some ways, um, passive aggressively pass them off to someone else all, all the time. Um, you know, in this episode, you saw her uh, now new husband. Uh, Pat the head of um, their middle child. Yeah, he's such a great guy. Yeah, and then and and I remember uh, in prior seasons when Don would come home and uh, either Sally or uh, their other son acted up, she would be like, "You have to punish him, Don," because she didn't want to take that responsibility. Mm. She thought Don should. Yeah, I think that was probably also a sign of the times the father was. In it was also child. interesting that she was so numb at the table that the baby was just making noise and just banging that. Boone and you know Sally asked, "Are you going to take that away from him?" And she was like crazy that she was like, "What the yelling?" Or you know, she's so numb inside. Like I feel like she's gonna snap, really snap. And now she's finally willing to leave that house. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't give up that house. Why wouldn't she give the house up? By the way, she's it with a wealthy so man weird. who wants out of there, who could put her in a house three times that size. Why? Why is I she hung on? Appearances. Or is it to stay with? Is it that part of Dawn that maybe she still cares about? Or, or No, I think it's, you know, she doesn't... It's almost like maybe people won't realize we got divorced and I'm already remarried. Like, look, we're still in this house. There's still a family oh. here. And, you know. Yeah, I always found that really weird to bring the guy, same, you know, new husband into the old husband's house. I'm sure she used Very the kids weird. as an excuse. I don't want to uproot them. This has been so hard on them, but... No, that's her. it, though. Once, you know, she saw Sally with the with the neighbor... Yeah, and Sally hates her, so I feel really bad. This is this is bad for them because now I feel like Sally's like, all right, you want to play games? You know, she might. I don't know. 
Yeah, what do you guys think of if it's okay the the doctor? I'm just curious on your opinions yeah. as women, the doctor and the secretary. If you guys just talk, talk to us a little bit about that as as women, what are your like thoughts on what's going on there? Well, well, they don't know about. Oh, and and, that, and, me, and then Peggy and the doctor. Yeah, that's why I really like that scene with you guys Peggy and the doctor. Crazy, you went. You I really just, reacted. During I loved that. that scene. I thought it was such great writing, and when. Basically, the doctor says to Peggy, you know, I've got to leave. I had to resign because of the letter in the newspaper. And Peggy's like, oh, my God, I'm really going to miss you because I really love working with you. Let's have a drink. And she's like, well, She politely said, I don't want to be your friend. I don't care to be your friend. That was horrible. And and she's like, you know, I'm sure we'll work together again. And, and, And Peggy looks at her and says, you seem to have everything together and they respect you and what she's talking about is being a woman in the men's workplace right she thinks that this woman seems to have it all together oh, so she said you don't you, play any yeah games. you don't you play any games to, maybe you didn't have to sleep your way yeah your and, and then it's so weird because of course she is sleeping with andre but not well, because that's why she said don't be yeah is that what it appears is that what how it appears, appears to you me and i took that subtext is i'm sleeping is, with andre you have no, no idea yeah you have no idea what i've had to do yeah, and I think exactly she's done 10 million other things before that. And I don't think she's sleeping with Don to get ahead. I think that's a genuine connection. I don't. But he seems to be ruining her career, actually. Of course, <laughs> like, like everything that he's with his women, it's things have just <laughs> crumbled around and them. Now yeah. that she won't be in his peripheral vision, I'm sure she will disappear. Oh, no. Really? No, yeah. there, there's going to be. Uh, I, I feel mean, she'll like, be around. I, don't know, I feel but... like something's going to happen to the secretary and her. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's going to blow up. The secretary yeah. is also playing. They're not. The secretary is not the dumb secretary. She's also making those connections. She's trying to. She's, got a plan. she's still dumb, though. She's. She's. she's well, she's not. I mean, okay, I don't think she's, she's trying to learn. She's trying to learn. Yeah. She might be. She not. She might not be smart. But yeah. I think what you're saying is she's got a plan. She could be the doctor five years ago or. Ten years ago, do you know what I mean? Like when I the doctor. I don't think so. No, I think you give her too get much that. credit. I mean, I think I think that's just her ploy, you know, to, to get, get to, with Don, to, to get to Don, to get know? a Don, and to get a ring, Teach and to be, and I think it to become the next Teach Sally. Me. I really want to learn. I think the next oh. Sally. I think Sally she, Betty. You mean Betty, yeah, I think she's just manipulating him. To, yeah. to, but Betty has talent. This girl doesn't. But yeah. that's so why the doctor is interesting. As a model. Oh no no no! Sorry, Peggy. I thought you were saying she was I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Wait, hold no. on. The doctor has talent. I mean, Absolutely. the doctor is smart, I think no interesting, you know, and it's the first time that we've seen. And this is just the other one is just a hottie. Yeah. Like, like, he's divorced. Yeah. Ding, like ding, Betty. ding. <laughs> and she's moving in. But but why didn't she, um, going back to the doctor, why didn't the doctor want to have um, any, anything to do with Peggy? Yeah, see, that's so she probably she really must not weird. respect her. She doesn't think that she's going to be able to help her career at all. So well, why also would she... I wondered whether she didn't want to get close but, because she didn't want her to know about Don. And then you know, once you get close with people, they start and... wanting to know more information. Yeah. And then it's just so, so once again, almost it. in a way, being loyal to Don. Or I feel like because the doctor is sharp, I think she knows how badly Peggy wants to make it. And yeah. to the point that she will, she'll go to the, Peggy has shown she'll be willing to go to the darker places to make it. And I think that that really turns off the doctor where it's like, 
your growth. She doesn't want to be associated with her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? That's what I, I think. I didn't yeah. think. Uh, no, no, I didn't think that. If she if she truly liked her, she'd be I like, yeah, let's have, it, let's have a drink. But she I really think not. she just she doesn't care that much. I just think she doesn't yeah, care but that I don't much. Think, but I don't think you'd she put it in there. She could have said yes and never But then you wouldn't put it in there as a writer. I think it's in there because I think it's just like, you know, this is remember Peggy's first move with Don. Do you guys remember? Yeah, when she made a move on him. She put her hand on his. Like, but hand. it was almost like she thought she should do that, and she didn't really know well, what you're meant to do. True, but she was willing to go there. Yeah. Okay, so this girl is willing to to not necessarily do whatever it takes because she's not com- cor- like she's not evil, but she is willing. To, to have be- a baby and hide it. Exactly. And bend, <laughs> and bend the rules and, sure. take, her, and take her lumps. She's so willing weird. to go there. And that's, I've said all along, like, the the women who are around today that are 65 and 70 are, that are major publishers or own, it, that mm. they were Peggy at one time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, the, the doctor is much more ethical and is mu- is just turned off by her. Yeah. That's what I think. But I, at the end of the day, she's still willing to sacrifice anything for a man, really. Like, she didn't even seem that upset. Peggy or the doctor? No, the doctor. Do you know what I mean? She like, is, she's all, yes. Because she, she's in love with Don, yeah. Okay, it's real. But I thought she should have been a little bit more annoyed that he didn't really think about her. Not, but she's like, you just weren't thinking. Oh, darling, it's okay. Let's have dinner in the open. Right, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? That's more important to her. Because now, now she's so happy. It was her excuse to resign without seeming weak and wanting that. So it's like, well, you know, you wrote that letter. Now I have to resign. So let's get dinner in the open. Right. Have your secretary set Ooh, it up. Yeah. You know, oh, have your girl. girl. Have See, your then it makes girl. me think maybe she does know something about him and the secretary. No. That's, that's her That's her. That's berating her, but that's, not even yes, saying her job She title. doesn't know, but she just thinks she, but she's a, she, she wants her to know that they're having dinner. And she knows. Listen, she her her kind of her job is to know people. Yeah. She knows what Peggy is. That's what I'm telling you. That's why she doesn't like Peggy because she knows what Peggy is. She she knows Peggy is willing to go wherever she almost wherever she do whatever she needs to do to make it, and that makes her sick. She also knows that that woman out there is a bim that is so willing to her sleep with girl. the butt. She knows, and that's why to like, have your your girl. Make us the reservation. Because your secretary, that could be, right. you know. Let that thing out there. She knows what she is. So that's what, it, she doesn't know that Dawn her involved, but no. she's just saying that's Ken. She's not worth a name. Right. She's not worth a title. Mm. I don't think, she's, I mean, I find her an interesting character because I don't know sometimes how warm she is. But anyway, we should move on to our special segment. Uh, we were going to talk a bit about how downsizing of selling Cooper's rate price relates a lot to what people are going through today with companies downsizing, firing people. And we saw all the firing scenes, which are horrible. Oh, my gosh, it was terrible. Just yeah. imagining, also, I mean, if you saw Up in the Air, which yeah, really think hit that. that, too, just the line of people waiting to be fired. Like what We're a- seeing more and more of these TV shows, whether whatever, regardless of the time period, regardless of the setting, are are speaking to what's going on today. We're, we're, we, we talked about this last week on one of the other shows. It might have been the Mad Men. But what we're seeing is, I'm seeing is more and more of like the little guy fighting, you know, fighting against the big corporation or the man mm. to get something, to get their like little sliver of the pie. Um, I definitely believe that this downsizing thing is 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 doing the Reflective. same thing, well, where I mean, at least it's speaking to our times. I yeah. think, I mean, with this, I think it goes a little bit further, because it is the 1960s, and there's uh, some economists 
that believe that the 1960s was the spiral that began all this downfall in the sense that um, up until this point, you had inflation and uh, raises of people's jobs at the same rate. Now, around the 1960s, you had inflation going up and people's raises staying uh, stagnant. And so then people uh, had to start taking out loans, which you see with Pete Campbell mm. having to do so, and the rest, wow. you know, even you really the rest. Do you think it was that deep, Phil? The I, I think it could the be. The writing is amazing. It's I mean, it really like, could be. Wow. So, um, that makes sense. I mean, you know, it's, it's generally believed that after the Kennedy shooting, which was 63, hmm. that was it. That was the end of Camelot. That was the end of the fairy tale. That's when we went into, like, we kind of left the Garden of Eden. When the, when the, fifth, the fun of post-World War II, the 50s, really came to a close. And we're in, what, 65, we were estimating? Mm-hmm. We're yeah. We're around, yeah we're, so that makes sense that, that yeah, this is the, this, mm. this is the beginning of, of the end and inflation and everything else. It's a really good point. But I think it's definitely speaking to absolutely, to and it is all cyclical. And I think you can find that in every time and write what you want. But it also people today are connecting with that, the viewers. It was interesting that they didn't really fire any of the big characters we've come to know, like Cosgrove, or you know, they were all people on the very periphery. Not in their contracts, Trilby. Come yeah. on. <laughs> but you know, we didn't. We we felt sad that they were losing people, but we didn't feel like, oh my God, don't. Him. You know, they're not Just firing. Just the little him. guy you said he was growing well, on you. Well, the little guy, yeah. He was kind of, he kind of liked him in the end. But he'd only really been in one episode, right? One proper episode where he had a lot to do. But, um... Well, I mean, story-wise, it'd be just too tough to, um, you know, have, have them fire those those other bigger people because then you lose a little bit of empathy for, you know, Don, mm. Pete, uh, even Sterling, and all those. But the, we all agree that it's, it was a reflection that this episode... What is you think was done purposely to reflect to the times? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even in our industry, in the film industry, there's less happening, less you oh know, my goodness. films being made, less television getting up because you know there's about less a, money and everyone. About a third less that. studio films made now than there was two years ago. Yeah, and I had actually Crazy. an interesting thing about Mad Men that uh, you know because of the the time basically that it's shot in New York. That's why they shoot everything interior because it costs too much money to go out on the street and make it in 1965, make it look like 1965 because all the windows were different in New York at that time. All the street lights were different and it just costs too much. So even Mad Men is bound by budget, you know, significantly. Right. So I was thinking that's interesting because they do always shoot inside. Always. You hardly ever see any outdoor it's lo- Or it's like lobbies. Yeah. Like, which, mm-hmm. which you can see a little bit of the outside and the windows, but, but nothing else. And I was out. talking to a writer and he was telling me that he, he knew some people on the show and they were saying that's why because it's just too expensive to do set decoration outside in New York for that show. So yeah, it's even hit our business yeah. as we all know. Yeah. And no one at the moment is complaining about having a job you can't find anyone complaining about it. <laughs> I know. Right, no. Yeah, no, not a good Actually, time. I still can. It makes me want to smack people. What? That they're complaining about not having yeah. work? No, about having work or complaining about yeah, something. Yeah, no, they Anyone did. that complains no, and know, has right a job now, no. So, on to on and So, this week's episode was directed by John Slattery, which we said, and he has also been cast for Liza Johnson's Return, alongside Linda Card- Cardellini, and Michael Shannon, Flattery will play a war vet who befriends Cardellini's character, a mother and wife who has just returned home from a tour of duty. Talia Balm- Balmson, Mona Sterling from the show, will also join the cast. 
Oh. Flattery will also be seen in theaters alongside Matt Damon oh. in the movie Adjustment Bureau, which comes out March 4th, 2011. Something to look forward to. I was just saying, because Mona is great. actually John Flattery's wife in real life. You know, the the character, Mona, his wife Mona in yeah, the show. Mo- Mona was the original wife. His wife is his real, they're really married in real wow. life. Interesting. Yeah. So that's why they're probably good. doing You know, I want to see more of him. Yeah. You know, that's going to be great to see him in film roles, more film roles. And uh, Christina Hendricks says in the November issue of Harper's Bazaar, women hit on me. She goes on to say and that it's not just women, but gay men as well. Hendricks said that she is awed by the positive remarks coming from her fans. A fan once approached me and said, excuse me, I just want to tell you that I watch your show and you make me feel better about myself. I'm a curvy woman and you've made me feel sexy and beautiful. I got teary-eyed, she says. Uh, Christina Hendricks can also be seen in Life as We Know It, now playing. Her character Allison and her husband in the film set up the relationship between Katherine Heigl and Josh Jumal by forcing them to go on a blind date. Tragically, though, Hendricks and her on-screen husband are killed, leaving their child in the care of Heigl and Dumal. I'm interested in seeing her without the, the, the makeup yeah. and hair that she has on this show. I mean, I've always said it's amazing casting. She's a great actress, but I love the body type was so much more what the women were like back then. And she has made it sexy and great, which yeah. I think is just awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, January Jones urges women to let men unleash their courteous sides in a bid to revive chivalry. She says, women were ladies and men were gentlemen, and they opened your car doors. It was an acceptable time that's lacking from now. I don't think it's necessarily men's fault. Women have wanted to be independent, so men have backed off. But I don't think men have changed that much. They're just doing what women are asking of them, and we keep changing our minds. I do think most men feel very confused about whether to pick up dinner or, you know, do no, certain no, things. No, no, Kevin's no. like, you pay. I just it's pay. all right. No, oh, I, you pay. Yeah, <laughs> um, There's no confusion. I mean, you know, I, Phil, I mean, I mean, younger, I think so maybe. I'm, I'm, I try to be as chivalrous as possible, but at this instance, I think that's January Jones just trying to be lazy and just trying to, you know, First point, first point, Phil. So do you pick up the tab? Uh, I do pick up the tab, but I I do get her point that um, it's it's less and less common um, in America to see that, especially with the younger generations, you know, because they're not brought up in that way. I also think it's men making an excuse, because if you're raised a certain way and your mother's like, this is still the way. How how do you guys feel about it? Um, I mean, if... I like when my boyfriend pays for yeah. things, but at the same time, I am always like, no, this is on me. Well, boyfriend, so not always, I think boyfriend's but, different because you're, you're more, but I if see someone, it's more like if you're a partner someone asks your team. me on a date, then right. they better be paying because I didn't I ask agree. myself I agree. Date. What do you think, Shelby? Oh, I think, yeah, they should definitely pay. I think they we're all in agreement. Yeah. And, okay, and but maybe, you know what? I feel, I mean, I, I do like like the old style of things that the man is, you know, a gentleman. I don't see, yeah, I don't see it any other way. It should be this way. But, mm-hmm. you know, Speaking directly to that point, all I have to say is hearing it, that quote from January Jones says to me, like, it's perfect casting. Yeah. Well, because everyone that says is that about so her. close to that, the character of mm-hmm. Betty that it's like, wow, like, that's all I have to say. It's just like, it's, it's very close to home. Yeah. Well, uh, the show's costume designer, Janie Bryant, translates her handiwork into a clothing line called Mod by Janie Bryant. It will be sold exclusively on QVC with a starting price tag of $26. The style, however, leaves a lot to be desired, says the Blay Report. 
Judge for yourself by going to QVC.com and searching Mod by Janie Bryant. Ooh. Are going to so check it out? So so is it, so stolas, is it, I can afford that. But is it, is it retro clothing? Like, it, yeah, it, it looks like clothing. the 1960s clothing from right. the show. Yeah. It, I mean, and, and why, so what are the, the reviews? That's the trend are, right now. The reviews are very good. So far. I, I haven't checked it out myself. You know, it's but, funny. I wish Maria were here because Maria worked with her. They access to the segment oh, wow. on dressing like them, and she dressed Maria for the for the segment and, you know, dressed her like a Jackie O type of thing. That's oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks to Mad Men's Roger Sterling, an internet craze known as Google Bomb was started. In one episode, Sterling mentions Dr. Lyle Evans, thrown out as a threat to a new Japanese car maker's Honda. Viewers, not used to the show's historical accuracy, rushed to the web in hopes of learning about other key figures of the 1960s. The answer they found was that it was no one. One fan, however, created a Twitter account on behalf of Dr. Evans and tweeted out messages daily, making several people continue their search in vain. <laughs> Seems like he doesn't. Like he has that. a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> uh, Glee star Jane Lynch plans on dressing up as Don Draper for Halloween. She says, "I love John Hamm and I love his performance. And I got this suit. I got a silver tie and a white shirt. And I'm gonna grease my hair back. Nice. Nice. I want to see a picture. <laughs> to, to the mammoth shows. Yeah. And uh, Zack Snyder has been set to direct the new Superman movie produced by Christopher Nolan. The talk now turns to who will play the Man of Steel. John Hamm is reportedly in the running for the role. Others being considered are Matt Bomber, Henry Cavill, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Brandon Ralph. I think they'll probably go with Gordon-Levitt because he's so hot yeah. right now and he's so young. But, man, I'd but love I to see John Hamm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he'd be a great man. Of I deal. know Brandon Ralph, and uh, I'm kind of sad the way Superman Returns <laughs> turned out because it wasn't. He I, he did a good job, but the movie just left a lot. John Hamm should want to take over. And so and let's move on to predictions. Perfect. Well, can you give us that? Oh, and now, every time I hear predictions. So nervous. Phil. Well, what do you think? Well, it seems, uh, you know, watching watching the previews, it seems nothing new is about to happen because in the previews, there was everything we've <laughs> seen up to now. Time, I know. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's the last episode we're going to see everything wrapped up i think it is going to turn it's not going to be wrapped up <laughs> not not wrapped up in that sense but um you know i i think the uh, the mysterious campaign could it be the the truth campaign is this the start the inception of you know truth yeah like truth in advertising again yes. you know the when 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 camelot crumbled one of the things was like, guess what? Um, we don't want the lie. Smoking doesn't really aid in digestion. It kills you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like the mid to late 60s. They, they, they started to realize The that. truth started to come out, and they started pull- TV ads were pulled, I think, in 70, or I wish I, uh, 70 or 72 TV ads get pulled. You could be on something, Phil. Yeah. And I think uh, I think we'll see a little bit more of Sally, perhaps, too, because, uh, you know, a couple weeks back, uh, Elizabeth, you had mentioned that that the actress, you know, she she stated that you're going to see a lot more of me, and so how much more can we see? We only have left. Probably She's be definitely going to have a breakdown, especially because the, this episode, she was so well-behaved playing this part of the good daughter, and then you see, they had a flashback of her freaking out. That's saying that she's going to have another episode this week and perhaps run away or just do something drastic because yeah, the threat of moving. Yeah, my prediction is she's going to end up having to live with Don. Yeah, that's what I think. Dad. Yeah, I think the doctor and Don are going to be done. Elizabeth, what do you predict? I think the doctor and Don are done. I think the secretary is still going to make a pass. Maybe they're going to have a run-in. And uh, people are going to start to get on board more with uh, the, the no tobacco, the agency. Okay. 
Any? I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> no, structurally speaking, we've had nothing but the crumbling, the crumbling, the crumbling. Eleven episodes of the crumbling. The Generally speaking, the rule is always it goes from bad to good. So I feel as though yes, there'll, there'll be definitely some lingering negative effects off this last episode to bring us into next year. However, I think I'm predicting ultimate victory. I'm predicting definitely a blowout with the girls, mm-hmm. with the, the secretary and the doctor. I think she, the doctor will All be All the women out. in Don's life. Yes, <laughs> and he will be fully committed to I'm going to be this admin who doesn't mm-hmm. let anyone in my life. And maybe he will take Sally and that will be like the ripple mm-hmm. for next year. But no, I predict a strong comeback for the company and that they're going to they're going to pull out some great big gigantic moment. It would be so awesome to see Sally living with him because he would have to change his lifestyle. It wouldn't be and there's so much like it wouldn't, it's just interesting. They, that would probably really do that. But that may, and that may take us that might be the only thing that may make us go, "Oh god, like what are we going to see next year?" But no, I really am predicting that um the company is going to leave us with hope. Yes, is going to come back strong. And that's and I feel like that's why you didn't see any scenes from that in the, in the previews really because they didn't want to give anything away. Mm-hmm. So I think what you saw was little um, reminder moments of, of subplots that will get paid yeah. off. Like the fa- Lane's father coming back. Exactly, yeah. hitting him and all these things. And I think that it's going to be now, I think I think we're turning the tides. I think the men are going to come together. I think the company's going to come together. And I think watch out for any of the, uh, for any, for any of the enemies. Very exciting. I see it come back. I'm not hoping anyway, but so and very sad, sad too. We're very, very sad. sad because it's such a great show, and we hope you're going to tune in next week for After Buzz TV when we watch the season finale of Mad Men. Thank you all. Thank you, Kevin, Phil, Elizabeth, and that's the end of our show for tonight. And hopefully you guys will come back, and Shilby, thank you so much for sitting in. You were great. Oh, it's so much fun. And you know, Shilby's also very pretty, and so is Elizabeth. I just want to throw that out there. Thank you. That's my Don Draper moment. <laughs> hey, Don, let's... Uh... <laughs> For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzzTV. Later.